Hello and welcome to Grace Life Sir Lowry's Pass. We are a gospel-centered church family focused on reaching the unreached and making disciples. We pray this teaching will help you to grow in your relationship with Jesus and discover more of the reality of Christianity. Okay, I guess the liberty the Lord is speaking here uh, through Jebby and through the before the dream team about we are we are in the light, the children of the light. So actually part of my reading here starting is living as children of light. It's part of sort of the part of Philippians uh, sorry, Ephesians four seventeen we're gonna read also, we're gonna follow today from what we left last week. So I'm reading from John 1, John 1, John 1, 7. In him, Jesus, him is Jesus, right? Was life. And the life was the light of man. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended not. There was a man was sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light. Who's the light? Jesus. Who's the light? Jesus. That's good. That all men through him might believe. <coughs> through him, what? Who's him? Jesus. Jesus. We believe. That's very important. We can't believe through me. We have to believe through Jesus. I'm a vessel. He's in me, and I speak to you. But he is me. He's all of us. He's now present in the church. There were two or three gathered together in the the midst of them. So two two or three gathered together in my name. I'm in the midst of them. So he's in the middle of us here right now. And he's blessing us. And he wants to open our hearts and our minds through the Holy Spirit to be able to receive what he has for us. It's very important to receive. Are you ready to receive, guys? Amen. All of you or some of you? All of us. Okay, raise your hands who is uh, able to receive. Hallelujah. The rest can go outside? No, no. okay. okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, he was the light. was came here sent to bear witness for the light. Hallelujah. He is the light of men. He is our light. And you are the light. Because no one can quench your light as long as you stay in Jesus. And that's what the Lord's past needs. You think your power is little. Jesus started for three years with 12 disciples. And then conquered the world 2,000 years later. It's over more than half population of the earth they claim to be Christians. Maybe not all of them, but at least they bearing and they bring the name of Jesus in them. That's very important. So what does Ephesians chapter four mean? What are we learning there? Chapter four describes both the unity of believers and the new hope which Christians have in Jesus the new hope which Christians have in Jesus. We are Christians. Anyone is Christians here? Yes. How many Christians do you have? Yes. 
All of you, good, good. Two hands. That's double Christian. That's very good. Anybody else has two hands too? Okay, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The passage begins with the false mention of his imprisonment on his focus on Christian unity. And from Ephesians 1 to 16, 4, Ephesians 4, 1 to 16. There, there he appeals to Christians to live in a way which reflects the grace I've been given by God. Reflects the grace we've been given by God. To who be given? By God. By God. To us, right? Yes. So the grace given to us by God. The second part of this passage develops the concept of the new life believers have in Jesus. So the new life we have in Jesus. So Ephesians 4, to 7, from 17 to 32, Paul begins to assign specific actions and attitudes for the new self all believers ought to take on. So we need to have a new self, a new you. We need, so Paul teaching us, he wants to tell us today that we have a new you. It's not that you were before, you are new. Maybe outside you look in the mirror, you see I look the same. I got back in my head yesterday, today, Friday. Uh, I got stoned like the first Christians. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, think as, uh, I can see it's still there, you know. <laughs> but my new self is different inside. I learn something more. Every day we're learning and growing. Amen. And that's the whole vision we need to have as a church. Yes. To not be the same as you were yesterday. To be what you are today. Yesterday is passed away. You cannot bring it back. It's gone. Yes. It's gone. You sin yesterday, you, you are different today. You make mistakes yesterday, you are different today. You have success yesterday. Success yesterday it does not apply today. Maybe give you satisfaction. It gives you the power that you continue and you see results and fruits. But today we need to do it differently. We do it to fight and win the day for today, not for yesterday. Yesterday, we won, or we lost, or whatever has happened, it has happened. So we need to think about that. Today is bringing a new day, the Lord, and we have to live for today. So the first part of chapter Ephesians 4, 1 to 6, begins with a new section in which Paul urges the Ephesians and all the believers to live according to the calling they have received as believers. This includes humility, gentleness, patience, and love. Unity and peace were essential, with Paul noting the importance of one spirit one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and God the Father of all. God and the Father of all. Grace is given to each as Christ desires. So grace given to each one of us as Christ desires. Because without this grace, we cannot be here. We cannot be Christians. 
we cannot receive the Spirit. Because His grace and His love and His love for us and the sacrifice able to receive the Holy Spirit. And He is with us today. Sometimes you feel weak and you feel have lost, you feel discouraged and you're looking down. Don't look down. You know where to look? Up! Look up unto Father, God. Look inside of you. Amen. And let the inside of you, the Spirit, to manifest out. It is very, very, very important. Paul then quotes from Psalm 68, 18. As the basis of his next teaching, his contacts, his contrast ascending and descending. Rita, you want to read to us uh, the Psalm 68, 18? That's in the King James, also, also have it there. 68, 18. Yes. It says, Thou hast ascended on high, Thou hast led captivity captive. Thou hast received gifts for men. Yea, for the rebellious also, that the Lord God might dwell among them. So he ascended high, right? So to ascend up high, he must have come from somewhere down. So he went down to the lowest part of the earth. He went actually to Sheol, hell. And he came out and he brought gifts with him. And he left his gifts here with us. That's very important to understand that. And he went up at ascended and sitting next to the Father with you too. You're not alone. He didn't leave you alone here. Actually, it's the Spirit. He's inside of you. And you are sitting at this time next to the Father with Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Paul includes, uh, in the gifts, includes apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Some interpreters believe that pastors and teachers is a single category. These leaders have one main purpose, to equip believers for the work of the ministry. Ephesians 4.12 This work builds up the church and increases unity, knowledge, and maturity. Ephesians 4, 12, 13. So, not only are spiritual gifts blessings, but those who God has raised up to lead the church are gifts on their own way as well. Maturity is important because it keeps believers from being up and down in their work with God. It also helps us avoid being deceived by false teaching. Helps us avoid to be Deceived by what? False, False teachings. There are a lot of teachings around going on today. But since the beginning, since after Jesus' resurrection, there are lots of false teachings going around. So we have to be careful. That's why we need to understand and read the Word. Amen. We need the Word as everything depends on reading the Word. You know, the Word of God is the Spirit of God in print. So when you read it, the Spirit of God becomes alive in us, and God is not God, the, the, the Bible is not the God. 
We don't worship the Bible, we worship the world. We take the world and let the world to come in us. That's very important. They sit different with what? Some people, they have the Bible, they never open it, they're sitting on it, and they sleep with it as a pillow, and they think it's, it will do the difference. If you don't open and read it, it's like having a romance book. It won't do any good to you. You just have to open and read it. If you have word on your on your your phone book on your phone, read it. Don't leave it in your phone. It doesn't help you to have your phone, the word in the phone. Okay, have the word. Do you know the word? It's very important. Do you know where you can find the gospels? Do you know where you find the Acts? Do you know where to see find the Old Testament? What's happening from the Old Testament? How it starts to the ends? From Genesis to Malachi, what he says, it's important to have a basic knowledge of the world. The basic knowledge and know, and let the world bring change in our life. Help us, help it to make us alive. He sent the world to do what? <coughs> Who knows why he sent the world? To bring us life. You know, his son is the world. In the beginning was the world, and the world was with God, and the world was God. That's very important. So Jesus is the word. And the word in print. I share, have a vision years ago. I said it a bit earlier in the morning. But uh, I was in an attack by the enemy. I was, really could not breathe. I was in my bed. I could not move. I could not even speak. So I called Jesus in my mind. Now, Jesus, Jesus. And I saw Jesus came down as a big rock, and I got free. But the amazing thing is that Jesus was not the way we look now. He was a black and white. What do you think was the message of black and white? The word. The Bible is black and white. So you have Jesus. Don't tell me you have not seen Jesus. You see Jesus in black and white every day. You have it there in your hand. You can. Don't worship the black and white. Worship God. Amen. We don't worship idols. No. But the word of God is in print. And we need to get it inside of us to bring us alive. That is what's happening when we get the word of God inside of us. So last week we stopped in uh, Ephesians 16, 416, right? Yeah. We will continue the back. Could have expanded a little bit more today, but for time's sake, I want to start for uh, Ephesians 417 on New Living Translations. With the Lord's authority, I say this: Live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives them because they are, have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for, for lustful pleasures and eagerly practice of every kind of impurity. Here in Ephesians 4.17, the word Gentiles... Uh, it talks about the people that were not Jewish at the time. Now today, we can apply the word Gentile for everybody that is not Christian. 
like this, a large part we are people that Gentiles. We were Gentiles, but now we are not Gentiles. We are children of God. We are a child of God. So if you feel you are a child of God, say with me, I am a child of God. Yeah, one, two, three. I am a child of God. Let's again. I am a child of God. Are you too child of God? Yes. Say it loud. That's good, awesome, hey. Don't be, never ashamed to say that. Never, never be embarrassed. If you feel people are going to laugh at you, let them laugh. I laugh at the devil all the time. Because he's a loser anyway. You understand? Yes, he's a loser. So, we are the winners one. We are the winner generation. We are the ones that we love Jesus 100%. And we're going to be going to be with Jesus in his marriage supper. Hallelujah. The marriage feast. Amen. But we don't love Jesus 70%. How much we love Jesus? 100%. 100%. If you are in love, you are in love. So, so you know the song says, I'm in love with Jesus? Yeah. yeah? You want to sing it, Lisa? <laughs> I think I will spare the frog. <laughs> but we are in love with Jesus. And that's the most important. If you don't sing nice, it's fine. If you sing nice, it's still fine. You can talk to him. Because he loves you. He's 100% in love with you. He's 100% in love with you. Sometimes we feel we don't reach the goal. But we don't stop because we have not reached the goal. We feel that we need to love him more. You know? And I'm in love with Jesus more and more every day. So that is we need to keep trying, keep trying to be like him. That's very, very important. What am I now? You read 17 to 19. Yeah. 20. So, but I'll go back a little bit to verse 11 but may the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after you have suffered a while perfected, established strengthened and settled you so this is from 1 Peter 5 10-11 to him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Read again for first Peter five, ten to eleven. But may the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. So who is the glory? Who is him? When you say him, who is him? Jesus. God of all grace. God is Jesus. Jesus is God. Holy Spirit is God. Three in one. Thank you, Lord. But how we go to God? Through Jesus. It's the only way. If you don't have Jesus in your heart, if you're not saved, you cannot go to God. Is the only way to God is Jesus. 
Now we go back to verse 20 in uh, Ephesians 74. But that isn't what you learn about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus, I have learned the truth that comes from Him. 22. Throw off all sinful nature. Throw away all sinful nature. And your former way of life, which is corrupt by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. See, God, apparently mentions that God created us, when created Adam and Eve, there was exactly identical copy of God. Because they created the same. Say, let us make, he said, when God created man, he said, let us men like men like us. Same copy, same features. But men were fall. Because we decided, men, Adam and Eve decided to sin. So that's why we lost that kingdom. Now, since Jesus came and he restored us to the first nature, we need now to forsake our old self, right? And to start embracing our new nature. Try to become and walk like Jesus. We are trying every day to do a better and better job and love Jesus and be like him. Like Jesus loves God, so we need to learn the same way God the same love, so we can let the Holy Spirit lead us and guide us. See, your Holy Spirit lives inside of you, so, but He will not force you to do anything. He will not force you to obey Him. He will not force you to do anything good or bad. You have you decide yourself what you're going to do. You have a choice, like Adam and Eve have a choice, to not listen to the devil, to the snake, you know? So you have the same choice to not listen. You know the good, you know the evil. You know bad and good. So you follow the good. And Paul expands here in the, in the in chapter 4 later on exactly what we need to follow, what is exactly we have. Because you have all riches inside of you. The Holy Spirit and all the power and all the gifts is inside of you. You have to unlock it and let it out. Putting on the new man. The Lord Jesus is our textbook and our teacher, the school the schoolhouse in which we are taught, and the object lesson is in which I'm sorry. Object lesson in which all truth is enriched. But all is in vain unless we definitely and forever put away the new man. The old man. Old man. Why do we need to put away the old man and not the new man, Rita? Because in the old man that is in my flesh dwells no good thing. Sure. In her flesh dwells no But she's very good because when she let the, the new self take over, that's very nice. Sometimes we need to learn to put to death the old self because supposed to be dead but sometimes try to get up to resurrect 
but we need to keep resurrected and live the new man. But all is in vain unless we definitely and forever put away the old man. That is our old manners and customs in so far as they are contrary to the spirit of Christ. They are contrary to the spirit of Christ. What means contrary? Opposite. Opposite. Against. Against, yeah. Like uh, if you put, Peter, come here and put hands together. So your hand will be contrary to my hand. Yeah. Sometimes this world and Jesus have to put inside of us the hand in different directions. So we need always to let Jesus win, Amen. not the world. Amen. Jesus inside of us is the power and the grace. There is no power for this earth bigger than Jesus. So don't believe the world that tells you that you need to follow the world. The world is a liar as the devil is a liar. Amen. Amen. With equal decisions, we are called upon to seek the daily renewal of our spirits and the outward conformity of our made of our mode of life to the example of Jesus. So we need to have be conformed to the example of Jesus. But it should never be forgotten that the letter will be a dry husk unless it's energized by the true wine. So we have to really make sure the true wine is Jesus. Amen. The new wine, true wine, is Jesus. We have to stay branded in the vine that is Christ. If you cut, if you get cut away yourself from the vine, you die. Maybe not the first day, more to the second, not to the second day. Maybe the enemy will lie to you and say, oh, it's nothing happened to you. Do you remember the story when Jesus cursed the fig tree? Who remembers the story? Read only, okay? And JB, okay? You should read the Bible more often. It's a really good book, you know? I really like that book. Anyway, when he cursed the, the fig tree, he didn't die right away. He died the next day. Yeah. So if you cut yourself away from the wine, away from the church, away from the spirit, you're not going to die right away. But it will take a few days. Yeah. The next day, you die. Your spirit will die day by day, slowly, 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 and you'll be out of connection with the Holy Spirit. That's very important to be connected. So, so say, I am connected to the true wine. And who is the true wine? Jesus. Jesus. That's beautiful. So there can be little of Christ without, unless he dwells without a rival within. But the Holy Spirit will see to this. If we only we grieve him not, what, is, what a transformation immediately ensues. Truth instead of falsehood. Gentleness for anger. We have to change this stuff. That's something we need to replace. You know? Falsehood. Truth instead of falsehood. Gentleness for anger. Ernest toil for dishonesty. You know, Ernest toil means 
work hard to be dishonest. Make sure they always say the truth. It's very, very important. Dishonesty is not gardening. Sometimes we say, oh, this is a white lie. A white dishonesty. That is not a white lie. It's all from the hell. But he masquerades itself, the devil, as a white. He's not white. He's black as hell. Anyway. If all believers were to live like this, the world would know that the sons of God has come. And it's not enough that a man should believe to secure deliverance from the wrath of God, but he must daily seek to attend too much resemblance of Jesus, as shall make men recall his recall him to mind. So we need to have become like Jesus every day. So think about the Lord, think about what can we do, what He has done in your life, and where we're going. It's very, very important. Okay, Romans 6, he says, Could it be, couldn't be, could be any clearer that our former identity is now and forever deprived of its power? For we were crucified with him to dismantle the strongholds of sin within us, so that we will not continue to live one moment longer submitted to sin power. Death unto sin, but alive unto God. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man in Christ, he is a new creature, all things passed away, all things passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet, not I. So when I live, say, not I. Not say, I. I live, not I. But Christ liveth in me. Say together, Christ, Christ liveth in me. Christ Liveth in me. Very important to keep saying it. When bad thoughts come into your mind, because your mind is a stronghold of the devil, and it can be his workshop if you let it. But learn to say, when bad thoughts come, things you cannot stand, say, I am a Christian. Christ lives in me. So I'm dead with him. I'm dead. I die, but the body of sin is dead, and now I'm alive in Christ. But Christ liveth in me, and the life which now I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Who is the Son of God? Jesus. Who loved me, I gave himself for me. Therefore, the putting off the old man spoken of here is to be taken as a turning from the old habits and lusts that are all self-deposers. So we need to give up our old self. Knowing this, that all man is crucified with him, and the, and the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Amen. 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 Amen.
to not serve what? Sin. Not serve sin. sin. Romans 6, 6. Romans 6, 7. For he that is dead is free from sin. How many dead people do we have here? Dead to sin. Don't raise your hand because you raise your hand of oh, dead. Raise your hand if you feel like it. You are dead in sin. Dead to sin. Dead to sin. Dead to sin. Okay. But don't let resurrect your dead body of a sinful body. Let the new body to be also alive. That's why when we're resurrecting somebody, we make sure we resurrect the life of Christ in us. That is the life. Because Jesus is resurrected, right? And you are resurrected at the same time. But you can tell me that was 2,000 years ago. Yes. But it can happen today. Yeah. 2,000 years ago took away your sins. 2,000 years ago you died and you resurrected with you. Even if you don't feel like it, that's the truth because in the Spirit. When you accept Jesus in your heart and you baptized, in the spirit, it can baptize in water. That's also symbolic. But you can get saved without being baptized in water. But you can get saved by receiving Christ in your heart. Who remembers Romans 10, 9, and 10? Rita. She smiles. She, wants, she really wants to say it. It says that if thou shalt confess, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart, that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Amen. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Uh, time is going fast, I don't know why. But uh, I'm going to skip some things. But praise the Lord. So we go back to Ephesians 4.25. So stop him telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all part of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't, even before we heard about anger, don't let anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. So anger, are you getting angry at somebody? Are you angry at your brother in the church or your sister? You have your conflict problems. It's important to keep the unity, to not have anger, to forgive one another, to love one another. It's very, very important. You know, sometimes we do things and somebody says something and we get anger and then we somebody leave the church because a personal conflict. So we don't leave the church because of a personal conflict. We stay in the church because we love Jesus. Amen. I love my brothers and family, but I'm here for Jesus. I love Peter very much, but I'm not here for Peter. I'm here for Jesus. I love Jebby, his wife, and everybody else. I even love Drika, believe it or not. Drika, I believe I love you. I love you very, 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 very much. I love also Emily. I love every single one of you. But I'm here not for you. Amen. I'm here for Jesus. Amen. That's very, very important. So, if you see somebody that left because of anger or a problem, just go give me a hug. Amen. Don't ask him to return. Just tell him you love him. 
And you love him because Jesus loves him. It's very, very important. Because we don't want... See, if they go to another church and it's a good church, it is fine. But if they don't go to the church and they live back in the system, in the devil's hole, pinhole there, that is going to They're going to die. But we need to live forever. We need to come here in life to give life to others so we can spread the gospel. If you're a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good, hard work. And then give generously to others in need. That's what's on E8. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words be an encouragement to those who hear them. So your words will be an encouragement to them, to those who hear them. And to not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, He has identified you as His own. So the Holy Spirit identifies you as His own. Amen. Like uh, okay, Rita and I were married, she identifies me on her, as her own. The same the Holy Spirit and I were married with Jesus in the Spirit, He identifies me as His own. So we don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. That's very important because he's, He loves you, He forgives you, but He needs to learn. He's not going to force you. He wants you to learn this basic lesson from the Word. That's why we study the Word. And you feel the Holy Spirit inside you approves what you're doing and what you're learning and how you're growing. And when you get the approval of the Holy Spirit, you feel the strength and the peace and the peace of God that passes all understanding. Passes what? All understanding. So please, 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 please. If you hurt somebody, if somebody hurts you, even if somebody hurts you, we expect them to come say sorry. You go first, reconcile yourself first. Even if it doesn't come to you, make sure you reconcile with family. Get rid, say 31, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ, Christ. Christ. Yes. has forgiven you. So again, instead be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. So remember that. So sometimes, I mean, it's a topic maybe for general, because something I learned in the church and learn in the family of God that sometimes borrowing the Bible says if somebody wants to take your shirt just give it to him if you have two give one you know if somebody wants to borrow, borrow money for you from you just if you cannot have the grace to forgive it if he does not bring it back don't give it because that will cause conflict. You have to avoid conflict with the family. You know, because then 
you have to come to a judge, you have to go to your shepherd, to your pastor, to bring solution to the problem. Just getting like when you said you have to avoid conflict, it's like it says neither give place to the devil, because then now the devil wants to destroy the unity, wants to tear. Say it again for you in English here, please. No, I'm just saying when you say uh, don't create a situation that could cause conflict. Yeah. If you can't have the grace to forgive it, then don't give it. And I said it reminds me of that scripture: neither give place to the devil, because if you give. If you do that, it will create an opportunity for the devil to bring disunity and to tear apart the flock, to destroy the unity, to destroy the flock. We're almost there. We're closing down now, okay? No shop. Church will never going to close. Yeah. The church of God will never close. Amen. Even all churches building closed down, the church of God will always going to be. Yes. We're always going to be till the big day Church's body will come one with Christ. That is coming soon. That's why I remember we are in love 100%. Remember that. That's the goal. If you are married, if you have ever been married and you love your husband or wife, how much was he in love 100%? Even more than that, we need to be with. I can say 200% with Jesus. It's possible. That's, that's the love he wants from us. We need to give that love. You need to love Jesus with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. It's very important, brother. Thank you for coming today. I'm saying it's very nice to see you. What's your name? Okay. We love you. You're welcome. Good. So I will uh, read some from Galatians 22. Uh, sorry, Galatians 5, 22 to 24. But the fruit is a gift God gives you. When the Holy Spirit came, it's inside you. They are deposited inside of you. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering. Only you did say, only, only one person said it. Eh? Okay, let's say it again. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness. Goodness, faith, <coughs> meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. And they that are Christ, 524 says, and they that are Christ has crucified the flesh, the flesh with their affections and lust. So we need to crucify ourselves. That's misdeny yourself. You, need, you know, here so far we're able to. No, with not much persecution, we are able to preach the gospel. But there will come a day that we are going to be really persecuted. And it's coming a day soon. But we need to be brave and let Jesus shine through us. Because without the Spirit, we can do nothing. So we need to let this gift of God that He put inside of us through the Holy Spirit, let's shine. You know, do you, whose policy you choose with uh, every day? You polish your shoes every day with. When you polish it every day, they're, they're shining, you know. If you listen dirty, same with ourselves, our soul. We need to polish our soul and our spirit. We brush it quickly and clean it, and ask God to forgive us over this. And 
take us um, a recall for the day. What have we done today that I don't have to do tomorrow? Did I do any mistakes? Did I hurt somebody? Did I love somebody? Something bad happened to me. Why that happened? Why this happened? So we need to take account of the day, but also to the glory of God. Don't cry. You want to think when your day is down and you're looking down on yourself, don't look dark. Look up. Your redemption is coming soon. Christ is coming soon to take you up as his bride. So, I'm in love with Jesus. I don't know about you. I love Jesus. I love my wife too. I love my church. I very love the church very much because the church is Christ. He is the head. I cannot love Jesus without loving the head. Okay? Okay, thank you, Lord. Uh, finish for right now, maybe. I didn't finish the whole thing I wanted to do, but I think we are. We try to finish chapter four. Okay, thank you, Lord. I'm close. I'm close. Yeah? Okay. I just wanted to comment on Galatians two twenty that Philip shared, and you see here. So he says, For I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So I was just thinking, like when he says, Nevertheless, uh, I was crucified, yet I live, that actually has to do with our will. That means we don't do our own will. We do the will of God. But then it also says, and the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. I like a very nice illustration that Shane gave. gave. He said, what would you rather have? Would you rather have wealth in the Absa Bank, or would you rather have the wealth of the Absa Bank? You would, of course, rather have of, because that means all the wealth of that. But sometimes we search in ourselves, we say, do I really have the faith to do this or that? That is looking to your wealth in. But we don't live by our wealth, our faith in. We live by the faith of. Amen. That means we can do it. If we make the decision to obey and do it, we can do it because we have the faith of, not the faith in. Yeah. And it's very important to understand here when we read it again, because that's why we we repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat. It says, I live by the faith of the Son of God. It's not your faith. It's not your faith. You don't have faith. Believe me. You have faith because of the Son of God. The, the faith of the Son of God who, lives, who loved me and gave himself for me. So we live it by the faith of Christ. Because we all got a measure of faith. And the more we read the word, the more you can strengthen. It's like a gym, your muscles. You go to the gym and do every day, like look at JB, you know, he gets. <laughs> anyway, this was a joke. Okay. Anyway, amen. Father, thank you so much, Lord. Lord, said, Lord, when the shoe fits, let's wear it, Lord. If anyone, I know some of the things I read today fits to me, Lord, and the shoe fits to me, Lord. So for everyone also, Lord, help us to learn from the world, Lord. Help us to really grow and ask your Holy Spirit, Lord, to quicken us and help us, Lord, to be strong and brave, Lord. 
to be not ashamed of the gospel, to not be ashamed of what you told us, Lord. And follow Paul's example, he gave his life, he suffered, he continually preached the gospel as much as he could, and he gave a very, very, very good advice. If anyone appears like an angel of light, comes to you and gives another gospel, that is anathema. Is not the gospel. It's a curse. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The only gospel we know, the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can find more of our free teachings on our website, www.gracelife.ca. And if you're ever in the Solaris Pass area, we invite you to join us for one of our gatherings. Our aim is to help you discover Jesus, find family, and experience life. To contact us, or to find out where and when we meet, visit our website, www.gracelife.ca.